Are you ready to take a bite out of the competition? Are you looking for ideas to make your business better? Welcome to the Core Business Show with Tim G.K. Sponsored by Apple Capital Group. At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of The Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of The Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet. Good morning and welcome to another episode of The Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. Today, our topic is creating joy Achieving Your Goals with Shauna Himmett. We're going to take a break for a moment, and we'll put Shauna online to talk about her new book. Uh, you listen to The Core Business Show. We'll be back in one minute. You're listening to The Core Business Show, sponsored by Apple Capital Group. Apple Capital Group in Jacksonville, Florida, is a commercial lender that specializes in asset-based loans, equipment leasing and financing, invoice financing, commercial real estate loans, and asset-based financing in the U.S. and Canada. Apple Capital Group is a direct lender that lends on their private equity investment portfolio. 90% of most loans are decided within two hours, and vendor funding within 24 hours after documents are completed with a one-page application. No slow no's. Just a quick decision and a fast yes. To get more information about lending from Apple Capital Group, call 866-611-7457. That's 866-611-7457 to speak with one of our loan specialists. Or visit us right now at applecapitalgroup.com. Welcome back to The Core. Once again, here's Tim Jacquet. Welcome back to The Core. Ashana, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tim. So happy to be here. Thank you. Our guests love to hear personal stories about, uh, instead of reading a uh, bio, is kind of tell us about yourself and your know, words and kind of tell us what inspired you to write this book. Yes. Uh, you know, I wasn't a very happy person about eight years ago. I was very good in my field. I had a lot of friends family and colleagues, but there was something inside that wasn't really joyful. And I looked around and I discovered, and at that time I was doing the same kind of work. I was doing organizational consulting, business and life coaching. And I saw around me in the people I was working with and within myself that when joy was present, everything flowed better. People got results in their business, their relationships were better, they could achieve their goals new opportunities were coming to them. And so I started working with joy and creating more joy and also integrating it with achieving my goals. And I found that through that work, everything got better in my life as well. And so I worked on this really within myself for about six years. And and during that time, I wrote an e-book about joy, and now I'm rewriting that book. And that book is actually a story. Would, would you like me to share a little bit about the sure, book with you? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, the story is about a man in Arkansas. His name is John, and he's a life insurance salesman. It's really a it's a it's a book on fiction, but it really has a lot of self growth in it and business growth concepts as well. And John was doing well in life insurance and married, and then his sales started dropping, and he began to drink. And his wife was getting ready to leave him, and his boss was getting ready to fire him. 
So he was watching a football game on a Saturday afternoon, and he really cried out for help. And help appeared in the form of some friends that taught him how to have joy in his life and share joy in the world. And so the theme of this book is about how to create joy within ourselves, how to achieve our goals, and how to share joy and help other people have more joy, which creates well-being in society. Wow. So going back in your career, and I, I know everyone have a turning point um, that that joy is, is missing. I mean, they get to a certain point, they, get, they achieve what they need to achieve, and they kind of flatline. Uh, they don't get any better. Sometimes it gets worse. Sometimes they just stay the same. Is there a certain uh, point, I think, doing your research of this particular book, is it something that's within that person, or is it something that maybe to deal with age or life or, you know, there's a word that when you uh, become uh, middle-aged, you know, your 40s and 50s, that you kind of are considered a sandwich. You have your kids at one sense or growing, or they're now adults, and you have your taking care of your parents, so you're taking care of two forces. Did you, do you know if it's if it's a lifestyle or it's a point that emotionally people joy start to drop if that's making sense? Yeah, you know I think things that come from our heart bring us joy, and that can be a mm-hmm. hobby, it can be a profession, it can be the kinds of relation, the quality in our relationships. It mm-hmm. comes from our heart, but we often block it because you know we have mortgages to pay and. We want to be responsible, and so we don't create the outlets, even if it's very part-time or on the side, that bring us joy. And so I like to ask people what – well, I ask them two questions, really. What are your most essential goals? And I include business goals, of course. And I also ask them what brings the greatest joy to you. And these can be combined. A business goal can also be a goal that creates more joy in your life and What I found is that by taking positive actions on your goals, it actually brings you more joy. And by consciously working on creating joy, it's easier to take those steps that might not be so easy, especially in our work, that creates the kind of results we desire. Hmm. Okay. So what will you say to a person that, um, that ha- is having a crisis to try to get them back, which your experience has been a, a, a life coach, um, that can get them back on a joyful path? Well, there's a really simple process, exercise you can do every day. It's so okay. simple, and it works. It, it worked for me because I, I began to use it as I mentioned, about eight years ago, and it has created so much joy in my life and the ability to accomplish my goals more easily. And that's that every day I took one action to create joy in my life and one action to help other people have more joy. And the way I start this when I talk to people about doing this is I suggest that they look at their life, the areas of their life. And I, there's a lot of coaches that use them Maybe you've heard of this, Tim. It's called the life wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very commonly used in coaching. I actually changed it a bit where I have five areas of life rather than eight, and they are money, 
relationships, money, relationships, career, personal growth, and spirituality. And if you look at those five areas and you you create a, really a goal for each of them, and then you look at one area that you want to really work on in depth, and you take that one. Maybe, if you want, we could just do it, right? You want to do it with me yes, right now? We could just absolutely. do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I ask you the question? Sure. Okay. What's out of those five areas? I can repeat them. What would be one area of life that you'd like to focus on? Repeat and that them would one more be time. career, relationships, mm-hmm. money. Oh, sorry. There's one more. Career, relationships, money, health, personal growth, and spirituality. I would say probably uh, relationships. Okay. So if you could, if you could look at the area of relationships and mm-hmm. choose one goal that you'd like to accomplish within ninety days, what if if you feel to share it? What would that be? Mm. Probably a relationship to uh, with friends. Um, okay. uh, probably you know, kind of a little bit be more open or outgoing? You would like to be more open or outgoing? I guess in the relationships of, uh, with friends. The only thing in my career, I'm uh, busy with family, busy with uh, career, busy with volunteering. Usually I don't have as uh, much time left over for anything else. Okay. So let me rephrase it and let me check in with you to see if this is accurate, Okay. Okay. Um, what I heard you say is it like you'd like to deepen your relationship with your friends. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. Okay, great. So if you were to um, choose some action steps, let's say you had 90 days to accomplish, you know, to make, at least create momentum in this area, if not achieve some concrete goals, what would be a few action steps you could take within the time you have to deepen your relationships with your friends? Probably talk to them. Um, listen, uh, I guess make a concerted effort and uh, kind of reaching out to them. Okay. And how how would you be able to do that within the time that you do have? How would you do that? Then I would just have to make time. Okay. And how how will you do that? Uh be on a tight schedule. I'm just gonna have to carve out, hey, this is uh time for work, this is time for volunteering, this is time for family and here's a couple you know, here's something some time for uh friends. Okay, so you could actually include it in in your calendar or write it down and then include it. You could do mm-hmm. that. Yes. Okay. So that's so if you were to choose let's say one um one action to take let's just say this week what would it be? Hmm. That's a good question. Um I you know probably pick pick it I have a funeral this week so it's going to be real difficult but if it's one action I would say probably just pick pick up the phone and and call somebody. Uh, okay. 
Okay. And how how is that for you? How does how does it feel to you? Does it feel doable? Comfortable, it's, doable? It's doable. It's just uh I'm not gonna say it's necessarily scary, but it's gonna be more I have to think about what to say and how I'm going to actually hold that conversation. Okay, let's talk about that. I'm glad okay. I'm glad you said that. Now, um do do you want to share more about that or if you don't, I can share a few things about how to prepare for conversations. No. Uh let's do both. Okay. Go for it and then I'll I'll share with you some of the processes I've been using with people I work with to help them prepare for conversations with which are essential for them in their life or their work. Hmm. Um, you know, it, it's kind of ironic because I have two funerals I have to attend this week. Um, and one of them I, is actually uh, uh, a friend's child uh, that was killed. He's in his 20s. And that one is really doesn't the conversation a lot easier because you have so much to talk about because you grew up together, you know each other intimately for mm. you've been knowing forever. So that conversation is a lot easier. So you can pick up the phone anytime and talk to them. It's like uh, you just talked to them yesterday. I think the other people at a certain period of time. Um, then I have to actually think about it because, hey, what we have in common, what things are uh, interesting to them. Then uh, I'm not a big sports person. Uh, um, so I had to really kind of really think about, okay, what this, how this conversation is going to build and what their interests are. Yes. Okay. Thank, thanks for sharing that. So sure. with some people it's easy and with some people it, yeah, establishing the – the sort of areas of connection or, or areas in common is um, is a great thing to do in preparation. So mm-hmm. well, I'll share, if I could share a little bit about sure. uh, some of the things. Sure. Um, unlike a lot of people, I spend a lot of time preparing for conversations that are important to me in my life and work. Sometimes even in getting ready to work with somebody, I will go over my notes even four or five times because Every time I do it, I get deeper insights about what's really essential for them or for myself or both. And uh, it's it's worth it. Uh, it's worth it. So there have been days when I've spent more time in preparation than I have in, quote, doing work because it seems like in our – correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you have some of this too going on – is that our lives are so busy in activity – that we often don't value the more reflective times that bring value and contribution and joy and success into our activities. Mm-hmm. So I teach people how to prepare for conversations, and sometimes um, when it's business-related, there are certain things that I've developed for that. But just in terms of personal relationships, I I often prepare, if I'm like, Right now, I'm kind of reconnecting with one of my cousins, and I haven't really talked to him in about a year and a half. And so I do prepare for that because I really want him to know that I care about him. And so I spend a little bit of time, you know, thinking about what would be helpful to him. And so I think doing things that understand the other person 
and the desire to deepen our relationships is great because even in business, I've found that many opportunities are not created by sweat equity. They're created from deepening our relationships and understanding the other person better. Mm-hmm. So I decided really it was before this year that I would spend more time, like you, deepening my relationships rather than sweat equity. I wanted to get off the wheel, the the kind of entrepreneurial wheel, you know, of working like 12 hours a day, which I had done for so many years. And really about a year or a year and a half ago, I, I really stopped and I went, you know, this is not what I want. Like you, Tim, I, I want deeper relationships, meaningful relationships, ones that mm-hmm. bring joy to myself and others. So I'm in the process of balance as well. Hmm. And my work is a lot about that because there's ways to create synergy, even in creating income, where we don't have to work as hard. And those are the, some of the things that I do when I work with people um, in classes or individually is is helping them create like alliances or collaborations where they don't have to do it all. They don't have to do it all and you know work twelve hours, sixteen hours a day. But by gathering resources and deepening our relationships, we can work less and we can actually reach more people. Wow. So you think that's okay? Kind of makes sense. Um, for the person that is really stressed out. Uh, and uh, who can't nat- naturally just turn everything out, how will that person actually pull them aw- themselves together in order to try to, to you know, achieve their goal or trying to get that, uh, develop that joy? Because some people well, just necessarily, yeah. it's very difficult. Stress is, is a major, you know, is a major barrier in a way to joy, but it's also a sign. So if there's stress, it means that something isn't in alignment or balance. So what I would do is help them focus on the, the how what the stress is about, whatever that stress is about, and then w- help them work through the stress, whether it's a communication issue, relationship, whether it's work, structural, creating more balance, whatever it is, work on that and... Um, it's really interesting. I practiced as a hypnotherapist for several years, and I often would combine it with coaching. It was a great combination. And one thing that my hypnotherapy teacher used to say, and I love this, she used to say, the way out is through. And what that means to me is that um, if there's something that is a stressor, avoiding it is, is means it's probably going to get worse. But by really working with it, it can become our greatest joy or our greatest strength. And I could give you an example, actually, that just happened in sure. the last month. Sure. Well, I, I'm right now I'm staying with a group um, of people that they practice yoga, and it's very interesting. And I, um, I'm here for a short time, and one of the things that I do besides my own work is that I work in the kitchen. The, 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 um, the meals here are, are, like, amazing. People often come here for retreats and for um, yoga and things like that. And... Mm-hmm. I started working in the kitchen, and I had um, hurt my hand, and so I wasn't as proficient as usual because I was doing everything with one hand, and everybody around me was really fast and proficient. And it wasn't easy. It wasn't an easy situation for me, but I worked through it. 
I just focused on doing a really good job every day and being in good relationship with everybody because we were working together. Mm-hmm. And it, it's become a strength in a kind of way where I just desire to keep growing and stretching and getting better and, and um, you know, being a good team member. And, and it really showed me that by working on our weaknesses or what we think are our weaknesses, we can turn them into strengths and sources of joy because I find so much joy in the kitchen, baking cookies and things like that. It's great. It's really a joy to be in the kitchen. You know, it's a lot a lot easier when you're actually with a community because you can build relationships a lot easier in the monks of community. But uh, I do have one question right here that just popped up. How do you actually repair those relationships when something uh, bad happens that they don't really agree? Um, yeah. It's a great question and really essential because like so many people, like, you know, my, I guess my MO, uh, the way, you know, whatever happened growing up, you know, what I, I, what I would usually do is I would, um, I would avoid it or I would, like, literally cut that person out of my life. I hate to say that, but mm-hmm. I would. And so what I've learned to do through, you know, work that I've done on myself and also my the work that I do with other people is that I I spend time in preparing. If I'm going to have a conversation with a person, I spend time preparing for it. I want to accept full responsibility for my part, and I want to also share um Whatever the effect of, you know, if there's some repair to do, to just to open to a conversation that's for the highest good for everyone, where there's no blame. There's just, well, how can we work this out? If there's something to be repaired, how can we speak about it in a way where we honor and respect each other and we, I guess, get our needs met? I'm sure there's another way of saying that, but sure, that we're able to do both. And I found... So when I have the intention of the highest good for them as well as myself, miracles happen mm-hmm. in that relationship. Miracles happen. And, you know, a person, another person, they get where you're coming from. They get if you're angry and blame or if you really want to repair something. They get it. Does hmm. that answer your question? or, or is Yeah, it, 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 it does. Uh, with your book um, that's coming out, uh, kind of tell us in a synopsis what will the audience be able to get out when they actually read your book? Yeah, um, you know the book talks about creating joy through self healing, mm-hmm. um, healing um, our feelings and emotions in the first part, and then it talks about how can we use our creative, our creativity, our skills, and our talents to help other people create joy in their life. And the last part talks about creating joy in society. And so the the second part is the one that I think I'd like to address even more, and that is that, again, we all want to live in joy, and I believe we all want to really help others have more joy. What we often don't know how to do is translate our skills and gifts into ways that, that bring income. Mm-hmm. And so... The that that middle part is the part that um, I have a little exercise I'd actually like to share with the audience, just to ask okay. a few questions about that. 
Sure. Um, and that's in the book. It's um, okay. So if if you have a talent or skill that you know is on the side burner because you're doing other things to pay the rent or whatever, you don't know how to monetize it. Um, perhaps this is a way to begin thinking about that. And and so there's three questions. Um, one is what personal qualities and skills would you like to use to help other people? So I'll I'll read that over again. What personal qualities and skills would you like to use to help other people? And that can include a product or service that you want to create as well. The second question is, what resources do you desire and require to do this? What resources do you desire and require to do this? And that can be more training, more free time, creating partnerships, anything that would bring more resources to you. And the third is, what action steps will you take and when? What action steps will you take and when? And I want to speak to the income part because it's often missing. Mm -hmm. I've spent about seven years working with uh, people that uh, are my clients in helping them develop additional avenues for income based on their skills and their abilities and their profession. And I have, is it okay to talk about the teleseminar now? Is that all right? Yeah, just go ahead. Uh, we have like, have like a minute and a half, but just go ahead and talk about the teleseminar. Okay, well, I've created a teleseminar to help people with, with all the things we've been talking about today, including how to monetize something you really love to do. Mm-hmm. And that's that's beginning on February twenty third. Is this is this like the end in an hour in a minute and a half, or is there more? We have about like two minutes total. Go ahead. Okay. Well then, um, so I'll, I'll just say if you're interested in um, creating joy in your life and in society and um, developing more ways to create income from the work you would like to do, or that you're already doing and would like to refine some things. Um, I'm offering a six-week teleseminar starting on February 23rd, and if you're interested, you could email or call me. And my phone number is 480-353-7312, 480-353-7312, or you can email at oshanaben at yahoo.com, O-S as in Sam, H-A-N-A, B as in boy, E-N, at yahoo.com. Okay. So I'll just repeat my number one more time, 480-353-7312. And just say that the missing part is how do how do I monetize it? How do I monetize what I love to do? There are a lot of ways to do this. And I encourage people that have something they really want to bring forth and share it with more people to to find ways where they can receive income because it's a lot often a lot easier. Perfect. I really appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, repeat that uh, address again, uh, the webinar, the date. Okay, sure. It starts um, six weeks, um, Monday, February 23rd. It's okay. in the evenings. Um, it's at a good time, both for West Coast and East Coast. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested, I can share more on the phone or through email with you. And um, it will be a way to, to really address all the things we talked about, including empowering communication as well in depth with the support of a group. Great. Thank you. I really appreciate you coming on the program.
Thank you. I, I really enjoyed being here, too. I, I appreciate the work you're doing very much. Thank you again. Take care. You, too. Bye for okay. now. Bye. Uh, you listen to the you listen to the core business show. I'm Tim JK, your host. You can download this uh, the episode on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio or on your local station. Everybody, take care. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the core business show with Tim JK. For more information about equipment financing and asset based loans, visit our website applecapitalgroup.com. That's applecapitalgroup.com, or call us at eight six six. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And remember, you can always get to the core via iTunes. You'll find all our previous episodes there. And thanks again for listening to The Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet.